The Angie's List you know and trust is now Angie, and we're so much more than just a list. We still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews, but now we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly. We can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish. So remember, Angie's List is now Angie, and we're here to get your job done right. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I, or download the app today. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because you know if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. You can host the best backyard barbecue. When you find a professional on Angie to make your backyard the best around. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Inside to outside. Repairs to renovations. Get started on the Angie app or visit Angie.com today. You can do this when you Angie that. Hey, Brendo, Steve here. Hey, Lars. And welcome back to Going In Raw Countout. It's the top 10 show. That's not one of them uh, shows that's all highly produced and stuff. It's just us, podcast form, talking about uh, some history of uh, professional wrestling. In this case, it is Money in the Bank. Of course, this past Saturday, uh, we had uh, Money in the Bank pay-per-view 2022, where, of course, somebody won Money in the Bank for men and Somebody else won Money in the Bank for women. We don't know because we're taping this uh, a day in advance of that. Yes. So, like, I don't know. Maybe there is a cash-in that was awesome. Maybe there is a cash-in that belongs on this list, in which case this list would be uh, super appropriate. But that one isn't going to be included on this list because for us, Show hasn't, hasn't happened. Yet. Hasn't happened yet. But these hasn't have happened. happened. And all of them, for varying reasons, are, are, are less than ideal cash-in. Some of them, especially towards, like, the four, three, two, and one, just complete bunglings of the entire Money of the Bank uh, contract enterprise. Um, well, yeah, what was kind of interesting about this, just sort of piggyback off what you just said, is there's, for a lot of these, there's actually some silver linings. Yes. There's actually some that's like, oh, well, this might have been a bad cash-in for a specific reason, but there are other elements of it that really weren't that bad. Yeah, yeah, totally. But although... Again, towards the, the, the lower numbers, the bottom, like, like three, two, and one, kind of especially number one, just it's bad. It's more difficult to find those silver lines. Bad. <laughs> the bad. further we go on. Bad. So we tried to put the ones that weren't, eh, because, well, I mean, golly, it's been a thing now since 2005, 2006 was the actual cash, and I think. Mm-hmm. Um, and so of uh, the edge on John Cena. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's been. Well, however long that is. 17 years. 17 years. Oh, my gosh. We're coming up on the 20-year anniversary wow. in a couple of years. Wow. That's crazy. It is pretty crazy. Uh, so there's been, and of course, there was a period of time when, of course, now they do both men's and women's before they would do Raw and SmackDown. So there's been a ton of cash-ins. Well, in 2010, there's actually three, I think, Money of the Bank winners. Because Jack Swagger got it that year's WrestleMania. Then they had a theme pay-per-view, and I believe there was two other Money of the Bank winners that, uh, at that show. Swagger got a mania, I think. Yes, and then Kane. And then they did the pay per view where Kane won it. One, and it, I think one of them. Did like Cena win? No, one he didn't get the other also? one. He didn't get the other one. It was uh, was it Daniel Bryan? Was it Daniel Bryan that year? I'll check. Hold on. He d- he cashed in on a big show and uh, and Mark Henry. Yeah, that might have been twenty eleven. Right Let me double check. 
2010. Right. Uh, it was oh the Miz. It was the Miz. Oh yeah, of course. It was the Miz, of course. Yeah, yeah, for the WWE title. Yeah. Um. All right. So let's just go ahead and dive into this. Starting off with number ten. Ten. Big E. This was uh just last year. Yeah. This and one this again. One, this one breaks my heart. I mean, silver lining. We got to see. Yeah. There you go. I get the Lauren Moran drawing of Big E that I got you. I, the silver lining, of course, is we got to see Big E as champion. Absolutely. It was a big moment. It was. In the moment, the crowd loved it. I the loved problem, it. Yeah, I loved it, too. Um, the problem was the execution yes. left so much to be desired. And then it, we sort of take all this stuff into consideration. Mm -hmm. And then the actual run that he had as champion after that. I mean, the the the, the, the run with the briefcase. The cash in the moment of him holding the title was great, but then it just sort of fell apart. It it did it did. Um, you know we're we're both huge fans of Biggie here on the show. One of my absolute favorite wrestlers in the entire world. So when he won Money in the Bank, I was super excited. Uh, you know when he was kind of alluding to the idea that he was going to try to cash in on Raw against Lashley, that I was excited because I didn't think his 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 uh, fortunes would be too good against Roman, considering the story they were doing with Reigns at the time. Um, but then he, some of the drama was kind of sucked out of it to begin with. All because, of the drama was sucked out of it because he announced the cash in on Twitter before, uh, he did it. And then there's a, a, an issue with the, the entire money, the bank enterprise. It's, it's more advantageous for a heel to do it. You know, in an opportunistic fashion. But when a face does it, I don't know. For me, it kind of falls flat because you, you feel like, oh, a baby face, that match is going to feel more meaningful and more earned if they cash in and say, we're going to have a match tonight, main event, you and me, Bob Lashley. You know what I mean? As opposed to coming in, cashing in after Lashley already had a match against Randy Orton mm -hmm. and then, you know, doing it in the typical fashion i just don't feel like that works very well for face uh wrestlers heels yeah they should be opportunist op opportunist absolutely but but for baby face i don't really feel like it works that well it has to be a very and i don't think we've really even seen it it has to be a very specific thing mm -hmm. where the baby face has to be facing such significantly overwhelming odds for i mean obviously honestly it would be a situation where brock lesnar was champion right mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and maybe he has a match with roman reigns match number 23 uh, that they've had, right? And uh, uh, an opportunistic uh, uh, cash-in would occur with, like, I don't know, a Rey Mysterio. Let's say, like, Mustafa Ali had actually won money in the bank instead of Brock that year. Mm -hmm. And it's like the crowd's on your side because, like, oh, you're facing a big, bad dude. This is a scary situation. You can kind of forgive the fact that it's not on even playing ground. Then you're like, oh, my God, this is going to happen. It's kind of crazy. But otherwise, you've got Big E. This is a big dude. He shouldn't be. He should not be cashing in on a fallen opponent. There's not a lot of honor in that. That's yeah, the that's the exactly. problem. Is that with him and Lashley, the playing field, physically speaking, uh, is is pretty even already. So when he and then like you said, he announces it on Twitter that he's going to do it after so long teasing that he's going to cash in on Roman. They really did not maximize mm -mm. money in the bank and the, the the inherent drama in the briefcase. And too often, and we'll see this throughout this list. Too often, they just they 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 do a thing where sometimes. So WWE sort of at their best will take things that they have set up and then pluck them and use them properly. Seth Rollins cash in is the is the best example mm -hmm. of this. Mm -hmm. Um. Well, too often the things that they set up, you you often need a plan if it's not a surefire. Exactly, bet. and the and the issue is they have no plan, and so they'll they'll come to a, a point where it's like, well, we want to pop a number, we want to pop a rating. Mm -hmm. Let's have a yeah. cash in tonight, mm -hmm. with no plan, either leading to cash in or definitely following the cash in. Because with in, in Big E's case, yes, he had a rematch uh, against Lashley, which he won. Then he lost a lot. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he, he lost did, a yeah. lot. He lost in he a did. triple threat. Um, shortly thereafter, he lost to Roman Reigns. Mm -hmm. He lost. I mean, the, and the thing about the Survivor Series match, there's no titles on the line. Yeah, and it would have been huge. Yeah, I know for Big E 
to get some sort of win against Roman. You know, whether it's or at even least, a, at least overbooked the fact so that he doesn't lose clean. I know, know, I know, but just him losing clean to Roman. Yeah. yeah, and then and then you know, I, I wonder what if how things would have been different. Of course, at day one earlier this year, it was supposed to be Roman versus Brock in the main event. Mm. Roman got COVID. They put Brock in the WWE title match. He ended up pinning Big E to win the belt. Now, we had heard that the initial plan was for Seth Rollins to win that match. He was going to carry the belt into Mania. Big E would win the belt from him. Um, you know, if circumstances had been a little different and, and Big E had got the belt from Rollins at WrestleMania... It's entirely possible that he doesn't even make this list. Yeah, you yeah. know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's there's any number of factors at play there because who knows what would have changed. But um, the bottom line is they they could have done this with Big E doing the you know the the cash in thing where he says, "Hey, Bobby." He comes down after that match that Bobby Lashley had, right? And he's got the briefcase in hand, and he tells Bobby, "I could cash in on you right now, but I'm not going to." because I want an even playing field. They do it the next week. You do the title changer because he eventually beat Lashley clean anyways. Mm -hmm. So why did he need to do this in the first place? So, and, and, and you're sort of, and there's not the like, and all all they were trying to do is pop the rating. Yeah. And it's, it's one of those transparent things where it's like, man, there, there's a number of ways you can do that. And and they went through with it with the least dramatic way. Exactly. Exactly. Let's move on. Number nine, Steve. Number nine, nine, Kane in 2010. Now, this is one of those that actually had kind of a cool story element to it. It's just nobody gave a shit because at this point, that particular title was nobody. Nobody cared. Well, about there's it. that also. You know, uh, uh, this isn't 1999 or 2000 anymore. This is Kane in 2010. Um, and if, if especially when you take into account what followed this. It's kind of head scratching that they put that belt on Kane to begin with. Now the silver yeah, lining of this one yeah. is it was the first time that someone cashed in during the show, so mm-hmm. uh, 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 he won uh, the briefcase earlier on the match for the world heavyweight title. About an hour later, uh, after Rey Mysterio had beaten Jack Swagger, um, so Swagger is is doing a post match beatdown of Rey. He's got him in an ankle lock, mm-hmm. and so Kane, who based on what commentary said. Kane's under the impression that Jack Swagger laid out The Undertaker. Apparently, like, The Undertaker's, yeah. like, comatose or something at this point. Kayfabe. Yeah. And so, commentary was saying Kane thinks Swagger is the culprit. So, he goes and he beats up Swagger a little bit. Eventually, chases him backstage. So, Ray's collecting himself. He's trying to, about to start to celebrate. Kane's music hits. And he walks right back down the ring with the briefcase. It's a non-visual. Um, See, I, I'll be, let me stop you right there. I kind of like that idea because it's like, oh, Kane the hero's coming down yeah. and he helps the hero Rey Mysterio and so he goes back up. But what is Kane? He's a horror movie villain. So then he comes back around the corner of the briefcase like, no, 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 no. I cleared this guy out so that I, I can handle you, you yeah. and get the title. That's That right there alone is a cool story idea. Unfortunately, everything else about it was, was lame. And if you look at the crowd reaction, it, they do not care. Because at this point, there's been like five money in the bank cash ins in yeah. a year. Yeah. Because like this is just coming off of Jack Swagger. We're gonna get to him in a couple entries. Yeah. This is just coming off a couple months earlier. Jack Swagger cashing in mm-hmm. on uh, on Chris Jericho. Yeah. I think. Yeah, it was Chris Jericho. So so uh, Kane comes out with Little Nate. Hits a choke slam, tombstone. Kane wins. He's a new world heavyweight champion. On the following SmackDown, guess what? Kane says, "I cashed in on you, Ray, because you're the one who laid out Undertaker." Of course, it turns out it was Kane yeah. who attacked his brother. We all saw that coming. Well, just what we needed in 2010, another Kane-Undertaker feud. <laughs> he, he, wanted, he, he decided his new gimmick was gaslighting Kane. He's just going around accusing people. Accusing everybody of doing something that he did. Exactly, so anyways, yeah. So uh, uh, Kane-Undertaker had a short feud through the fall, and eventually Kane lost the belt to Edge at TLC. So, you know, it was a few months later. But... Again, it's one of the, it, there's some there's some interesting elements here at play. Yeah. But of all the options you had in 2010 for mm-hmm. many of the bank winners, why why go with Kane? Because, I mean, if you look at the field, 
I don't know what I, I don't even what was the 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 money. So it was so money it was it was him. It was him. It was Big Show. It was Christian. It was Cody. It was Dolph. Drew McIntyre. Kofi and Matt Hardy. I mean, not a lot of. Oh man, not a lot of. Uh, where am I here? Not a lot of good options there. Oh, here we go. Matt Hardy, Kofi Kingston, Drew. I mean, Drew wasn't really over when in his first run. Dolph was wasn't Dolph super over at the time? Or was that, um, that was another a couple over? years later. Okay, Cody's there. It dude, that roster was not great. Wasn't that like the SmackDown roster? Yeah, it was not a good roster. Mm-hmm. Like they, none, they couldn't they couldn't get anybody over back then. No. no. So uh, so no, but I like the the idea that you know the monster Kane comes out, helps somebody, leaves. And you think you're in the clear, like a good horror movie, and then no, he comes back around the corner. The actual idea there is actually pretty solid. It's yeah. just everything around it sucked, and the crowd yeah. did not care at all. No, they they were they were pretty lukewarm on on the idea of Kane cashing in here. I mean, it was, mm-hmm. to, you know, it, it's 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 the it's the response where you think you're going to get cash in, you do get a cash in. You're like, oh, this is cool because it's, the yeah. idea of someone cashing in and winning is cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sure. You know, and and and. We'll get to we'll get to uh, an instance where it kind of backfired later, um, but uh, uh, yeah, here they, they 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 there was a certain amount of enthusiasm because they were getting a cash in, but at the same time, well, this okay, and it was the first time it happened during the show, but the rest of it was kind of like, oh, okay, all right, whatever. It's sort of peak era where like this title just didn't mean. It's like, mm-hmm. well, we had the other title, and that's what everybody really cared about. When everybody knows when WWE wants you to consider a certain thing better than a certain other thing. And it's, mm-hmm. this is just the B roster right here. Yeah. Why not roll uh, a dice in this one and put it in like, put the briefcase on Cody. He's an up and coming star. Yeah. Well, well, here's, this might be why just speculation. They essentially had the same thing going on with the Miz. Mm-hmm. So you'd have two, instead of doing with some veterans like Kane and Mysterio, mm-hmm. you have it on Miz, who is an up and coming star. A guy true. who's only been around for a couple of years. That's true. Maybe they didn't want the redundancy of that. I could see that, but, this is the t- title shouldn't have been around. They shouldn't have had the, the that title at the time. No, no, they should have. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now, all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Number, uh, next up, we've got number eight. Eight. Nikki A S H. So this one 20, is twenty one. Yeah, this one. The, 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 this, this is comparable to Biggie in a lot of ways. It's another sure. cash in done to pop a, a rating, um, and it, it is that Nikki A S H character as it existed at the time had the potential to be massive money for the WWE. It really could have been if him. they took their time with it. If they understood mm-hmm. what the character was. And how they they can incorporate that character into stories, and mm-hmm. you build up Charlotte as like final boss, mm-hmm. and and you have Nikki have to build up to her encounter with final boss. Mm-hmm. It could have been really awesome. It could have been really awesome. Instead, they had her cash in, and about a month later, she dropped the belt back to Charlotte, and then her and Rhea had a brief run with the tag tiles. But other than that, they haven't done anything with that character yeah and now she's a bad guy and and all that you know it, it's all wasted yeah this this was an absolute bummer it did it it, it popped the crowd because like you said before you know cash often do and she was she was i think that the crowd still had hope for her at the time yeah, it's I think like so oh too. wow this is gonna get this will get her over the hump and then she'll be because she had some they did book her in some 
you know, she would do the thing where she would get the roll-ups or she'd get, like, you know, some very fortuitous wins. Mm-hmm. Um, but they they really had the opportunity. But, again, it just goes back to, you know, Vince sees certain people as stars that shouldn't be vulnerable in any way, shape, or form. And, you know, at the end of the day, he just did not see Nikki A.S.H., as somebody deserving of a story that would get her over the final boss, Charlotte mm-hmm. as, and, and we all know that's how you make stars. Exactly. You know, you got to take a gamble on that. Everybody loves, uh, uh, Nikki cross, mm-hmm. or Nikki ASH, whatever mm-hmm. you want to call her. Mm-hmm. And, uh, she'd have been a great ambassador, you know, having that title out there. Um, unfortunately, yeah, it, it was a very short lived deal. Um, at, like you said, at SummerSlam, she lost to Charlotte. Um, and yeah, again, it's a situation where you have a good guy and this is a situation, honestly, where, you know, you could have set it up where that Charlotte was such a big baddie yeah. that, you know, maybe she would, uh, 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 cheat to win. Nikki would try to play on her playing field, which is the opportunistic cash in. And I think the crowd still would have, well, that's what they did. And the crowd was behind it, mm-hmm. but they just dropped the ball. And yeah, this could have been a, the culmination of a really great story for her. Mm-hmm. Instead, they could because her even her money in the bank win was really popular. Yeah. Like when she yeah. actually won the thing, mm-hmm. um, and it was if I'm if I remember correctly, it was uh, it was pretty unexpected as well. Um, but uh, but yeah, no this this was a bummer because they just completely dropped the ball with the story. It's a story that honestly writes itself, and they just elected not to tell that story. Yeah, not at all. Yeah, they didn't do it whatsoever. Number seven, seven, Jack Swagger. Again, 2010, the year of many, many cash. Yeah, apparently 2010 wasn't a very good year for Money in the Bank. Um, so uh, th- one of the reasons this, this cash-in is not very good is kind of because it's, it's Jack Swagger. It's Jack Swagger. It's Jack Swagger. And also, they, were try- they were trying to make him a thing. They were. And, you know, I could appreciate it. They were trying to make a new star. One of the issues here, though, is that usually when someone does the opportunistic, opportunistic cash-in, mm-hmm. it's after someone's had a match. Mm-hmm. Usually a physically grueling match, and then you're like, okay, I'll run out here, here, briefcase, take this, bang, pin, done. Mm-hmm. Chris Jericho is out there dropping a promo. Yeah, Edge comes out, and spears him, mm-hmm. um, and uh, oh, sorry, DDTs him and spears him. And I, I understand Jericho had some uh, FPOS had rib tape, rib tape yeah. on. He had some sort yeah. of rib injury, so I understand that they were all trying to stack the deck to make it seem like this alone would lay out Jericho. Um. But uh, it, it's 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 jarring because we're so used. Maybe it, this is you know in hindsight. Maybe at the time when you know the money in the bank concept, especially cashing in was but four years old, it was a novel idea. Hey, mm-hmm. someone just cash in at any moment, not even after mm-hmm. a match. Yeah, middle of a promo. Um, but uh, you know, looking at it a dozen years later, it hardly seems enough. Uh, enough damage. For Swagger then to come in, hit a a a, a, a doctor bomb, a gut wrench power bomb, and then become the new champ. Yeah, you know I can actually. I'll just for the benefit of the doubt, or for the right. you know to play devil's advocate here, I'm actually okay with all that. I'm mm-hmm. okay during because, like you said, even at the time, it's like, hey, you know, bucking convention maybe. He's doing it during a promo. You don't often see that, but like you said, Jericho had the rib tape on. He got hit, you know, with two moves by Edge. You know, not a terrible time for a cash-in. I'll, I'll, I'll actually go along with it. But it's Jack Swagger. It's Jack Swagger. <laughs> it's, and nobody cared. And again, it was that damn World Heavyweight Championship that just people were, like, conditioned at that point. Well, I mean, the funny thing is Jericho actually did a pretty damn good job with that title. Mm-hmm. Like, he was doing the Anton Chigurh yeah. imitation. And so, I don't know. He, I guess he was over. I wasn't watching a whole lot back then. No, but if you watch either. this... They are all thoroughly underwhelmed by Jack yeah. Swagger. Yeah. And listen, I get it. Sometimes you got to roll the dice on a young talent. Man, in, in terms of, you know, he was a legit wrestler. Mm-hmm. And he did have a good size to him. And he had a, he had a good look to him. Mm-hmm. He couldn't talk worth a damn, and he still really can't. Every once in a while, he'll do something comedic with the Jericho Appreciation Society or Inner Circle before that. Now he's an AEW. But uh, but I don't know. I think there was probably maybe there was a way you could have done Jack Swagger correctly. I, nobody, I don't think, ever has. Um, but uh, but yeah, I don't know. I, I kind of just feel like this is Swagger. <laughs> if this was 
if this was like somebody else, hell, even if Edge had the the briefcase in this moment, and he comes down during this promo yeah, and he but gives it's him a spear to because at this point Edge has already done it twice, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, and exactly. It feels like, yeah, because oh, Edge, he knows how to do this. So yeah, if yeah. It, a lot of it is swagger. Um, mm-hmm. Because I never took him as a main event. Sometimes matter. Neither did I. I was always like, this guy screams low mid card to me. Yeah. Like, um, I never saw it. So if it was Edge came out and, and DDT'd and speared Jericho in the middle of a promo and then pinned him because he cashed in his Money the Bank briefcase, then yeah, that might have been more believable because it's Edge. Mm-hmm. He knows yeah, how to do Edge. this. Yeah. So that's a fair in point. In my head, he's like a major player. You know, he can yeah. do that. Yeah, know? exactly. Yeah. Uh, let's move on to number six. Six. John Cena. Totally a main event player. This guy's yes. the best. Well. Um, so this one is interesting. As far as I know, this is the only, this was the first time at least that a money in the bank cash in match ended in a DQ. So yeah, I think it was. So Cena won the money in the bank contract 2012. Um, then about a month later, I think, uh, July 16th edition of raw Cena sprints the ring with briefcase after big show has laid out then champ CM Punk, uh, big show just leaves the ring once Cena slides in. But rather than cashing in, Cena grabs a mic and tells Punk, hey, you got one week to prepare for our title belt because I'm cashing in at Raw 1000. And then he, They could have done that with Big E. That's what I'm talking exactly, about. Exactly, exactly. And then he blasts Big Show in the head with a briefcase. So we go a week later. And during the title match, there's a ref bump where Cena inadvertently shoves Phil into the official. He hits him with an AA and covers, but of course the ref, he's outside. He's writhing in pain from the ref bump. Big Show runs out. Spears Cena does the knockout punch and then leaves. Mm. So Punk goes down the floor, tosses the ref back in the ring, covers Cena. Of course, Cena kicks out. So uh, Punk goes for a GTS. Cena escapes that, locks on an STF. Big Show reappears, blasts mm. Cena from behind, DQ. Um, so Big Show's in there, beat the crap out of Cena. The Rock runs to the ring to make the save. He's looking for a people's elbow on Big Show. Punk comes in clotheslines the rock and hits him with the gts yeah that sets up uh, if i'm not mistaken that set up that was like the oh, rumble match yeah turn heel and that yeah. might set up yeah. as a rumble match yeah so they just sort of buried that money in the bank dq into this angle with the rock and cm punk and cena yeah i it's not it man cash in should never end and it, that's the worst it is the worst that's the worst well i don't know if it's worse a DQ. dq or a no contest well, we'll get to that later. We'll get to that later. <laughs> yeah, but now this is, but you know, a lot of a lot of the setup here, pretty good. He comes in, teases the cash in. That's cool. Meet me next week. You exactly. Know? He does it in like prototypical baby face fashion. That's how it should be done. I feel like either you yeah, either I, you say I'm cashing in at this pay per view. I'm cashing in at WrestleMania. Heck, mm-hmm. I'll ca- I'll give you a week's notice that I'm cashing mm-hmm. in. I feel like that's mm-hmm. how it should be done for a baby face. You know? Yeah. Yeah. No, I I, and I totally. It's agree. something they have yet to pull off. Uh, effectively, I think. Oh, in terms of the, well, I mean, RVD did it with Cena. Oh, that's right. That's the one time it was done. That was the good. That was that, that was, was yeah. And look what happened. I gr- oh, it was amazing. The circumstances yeah. and, and and atmosphere was were unique. Mm-hmm. But if you do it right, with the right circumstances, it's amazing. Oh yeah, no, absolutely, yeah. That's that's still, that's I mean, God, nothing will beat that Seth Rollins cash in. Yeah. And I know a lot of people say the Dolph one is their number two. My number two might even rival the Seth one. Is RVD saying? We're going to do this in my territory. Mm-hmm. And then Cena walks in there. That whole thing, oh, that was place was just, that was a hell of a moment there. Yeah. The Angie's List You Know and Trust is now Angie. And we're so much more than just a list. We still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews. But now we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly. We can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish. So remember, Angie's List is now Angie. And we're here to get your job done right. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. Angie's List is now Angie. And we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco-move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is. And it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. Anyways, let's talk about this moment. Number five. Five. 
Alberto Del Rio. Um, so CM Punk, 2011, just the height of CM Punk. He's just hot. It's kind man. of a huge this deal. Guy, big big deal. So this was post Money in the Bank. Yes, uh, where he had the title, he ran off, came back. Uh, so um, he cashed it, or uh, Del Rio actually teased a cash in following that, but he couldn't find him. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> CM Punk ran, because that's when Vince came down and said, get Del Rio out here, get yeah. Del Rio out here. Yeah. And then Del Rio was like, donde esta, donde esta, donde esta Phil. Well, Phil ran up into the crowd. Yeah. And uh, so eventually, at SummerSlam, uh, uh, Punk once again defeated Cena, but uh, then Kevin Nash attacked <laughs> to set up, uh, I guess, a feud with uh, Punk and Triple H. Yeah. supposed to be a feud between uh, uh, Punk and Kevin Nash, but uh, Kevin Nash is, I think, probably his knees or whatever gave out. Um, so Del Rio hits the ring, cashes in, becomes new WWE champ, and it's and it's it's so and he lo- he held that title to like Survivor Series. Yeah, he lost it back to Punk, but like my God, like what a way to kill a guy's momentum. Like, I know, I know. They did everything they could to kill CM Punk. And Grant, look, I know they gave eventually gave him the title for 460-some-odd days, I think is when he won, won this back from Del Rio. Yeah. But uh, unnecessary. It was, uh, I know they were trying to make Del Rio a thing, and I thought for like a half second that he might have had a chance. He had a really good look. Uh, he was doing the rich guy thing, you know, the DiBiase type thing. Mm-hmm. He had the limousines and the fancy cars and the uh, the ring announcer guy. But, uh, but yeah, that's the one thing that you and I had always speculated. Del Rio's really charming in person, which he is, like when you see him live in a match. But just it did, never translated on TV for me. Mm-hmm. I just never saw it. Mm-hmm. And, it, again, it's a, it's a matter of circumstances. Under different circumstances, this might not have seemed so lousy. But you got a, a superstar on potentially in a once-in-a-lifetime run. Mm-hmm. CM Punk is the absolute hottest thing in the wrestling business right now. Mm-hmm. And as you said, yeah. seemingly WWE did everything they could to cool him off. Mm-hmm. You know, they, 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 they didn't really milk him being gone. There's a lot they could have done with that that would have got people excited. Yeah, You know, he comes back and, and, and they do the interim championship and it's convoluted where Ray wins at first, Cena shows up, beats him for it. Mm-hmm. They have the unification. At SummerSlam, the best part about that whole thing was the contract signing between uh, Punk and Cena. Go watch that if you haven't seen that. That was great, yeah. And then Punk wins. You're like, okay, bang. Now, capitalize. Put him on a run. Instead, Mm -hmm. you think putting Punk in a feud with Kevin Nash is going to build on what's going on? No. No, it's not. Look, we, we, we love Kevin Nash around here. Yeah. But oh yeah, he's great. Yeah, yeah, Kevin Nash is great. But by 2011, yeah, he's not the major player that he was in 1996. Yeah, it's funny because I'm looking at the card for Money in the Bank 2011, mm-hmm. and it's funny. There's a guy. Granted, he was on a different brand, but if you would have shuffled things around, how cool would it have been? Could you imagine like the building blocks for this? Had instead of Alberto Del Rio winning the WWE Championship, Money in the Bank. They flipped him, and Daniel Bryan mm-hmm. won the WWE Money in the Bank because when he cashed in, he was a bad. He he, it was like when he turned bad. Yeah. Could you imagine if Daniel Bryan cashed in on CM Punk, and you have Bryan, Cena, Punk, all in that sort of mix right mm-hmm. there? Mm-hmm. That could have been money. That could have been pretty that huge. Could, that could have been so awesome if they had all those guys. Because you know. CM Punk would have been so motivated to like make Brian into the biggest thing. Oh, they would have had like a Ring of himself. Honor match, you know, the main event of Survivor Series that year. It would have been, right, it would have been crazy. Exactly. It would have been great. Oh my god, it would that have been, been nuts. Um, they had the roster for it, but they did not do it. Nope. And, and yeah, and Vince wanted Alberto Del Rio to be a thing. He thought he could be a possible face of the company, but uh-uh. nope. Yeah, I mean the other names in that ladder match that year that could have won. Was Rey Mysterio, R Truth, The Miz, Kofi, Jack Swagger, and Evan Bourne? Oh, and Alex Riley. So, not a lot of good options mm-hmm. there. Mm-mm. But then, if you look over here, you got Daniel Bryan, you got Cody Rhodes, got Wade a- Barrett was in the. Imagine Wade wow. Barrett. You can imagine him cashing in. That'd, That'd been kind of cool. That would yeah, cool. been kind of cool. Yeah, yeah, that would have been cool. So they had they had the ingredients. They just didn't know how to how to put it together. Nope. All right, let's move on. Number 
for, for the Miz in 2020 or 2021 oh, sorry, is in when 2020. he cashed in, but it's a 2020 Money in the Bank. So of course, Otis won that briefcase first. Oh yeah, and the in the in that that climb the corporate ladder Money in the Bank uh, match they had that year wildly entertaining. Oh, it was. Otis was, and look, I, I'm taking myself out of this because you and I have a, an epic history when it comes to that. That was a crowning moment, a massive moment in going in Raw history. You had picked AJ Styles. I had picked Otis. Briefcase falls from AJ's hands into Otis's hands. A wonderful moment. No, it was a lousy moment. It's the worst moment. Perspective. Um, Otis was, I can kind of say this objectively, objectively, the worst money in the bank winner probably ever he's top five for sure he might be because look you want to make jack swagger a thing he's got the tools you could do that maybe he maybe you can do that take a risk on this guy he's a stud right yeah otis was already established as a comedy character, capital C. Mm-hmm. There was no there was no way to write him out of this. They're still trying. They're still trying to That's write true. him out of that. And he's still not terribly convincing because every once in a while he'll pull a notice, you yeah. know? Oh yeah. Like, oh yeah. But like I can't think of anybody else. Like Damian Sandow. That dude should have been a world champion. Yeah, I know. That guy had all the tools. He I don't did. know why they didn't want to run I don't with know. him. I don't know. Um, you could look at any of them, man. I don't know if any of them are worse than, than Otis as he was in the time. You can ro- try to put it on somebody who's young and has upside. What was Otis's upside? What was the, what was the event idea comedy there? wrestler, I think. I don't know. I don't know. It was, it was a situation where it was, seemed pretty obvious that Vince was really smitten with Otis based on probably because Otis just made him laugh in the Mandy storyline, you know? Right, but and that's that was like it. that's, I know that's, that's kind of unique. You it know? really is. But and then you know, of course, when maybe Vince or others start to realize, well, Otis is a comedy guy. How are we going to build him into a main eventer? Um, and, and and then heavy machinery. At the time, Otis was still a tag wrestler too. You know, they yes, they he was they were having a main event some SmackDowns. Um, he got the, so heavy machinery. Otis and, and Tucker got into a feud with Miz and John Morrison. And then from there, the wheels were put in motion to get that briefcase off. Otis, of course, they had the two courtroom segments. Uh, before that, Miz and Morrison stole the briefcase from Otis, but they look inside instead of the contract. It's Otis's lunch. He actually mm-hmm. had the contract in his lunchbox. Um, so Miz and Morrison sued Otis for possession of the briefcase, and uh, JBL was a judge, and after the Miz bribed him, ruled in the Miz's favor that the, the, the briefcase will be put online in a match between Miz and Otis at Hell in a Cell 2020. Miz won that match after Tucker turned on Otis. Came out of nowhere. They never followed through with it either. No, they didn't. And so you think, all right, Miz has a briefcase. He'll probably lose fine. And that's what happened at first. So Miz cashed in TLC 2020 in a really fun ladder match between, or a TLC match between AJ and Drew McIntyre. He didn't win. Drew won Mm -hmm. that. Yeah. And then they found some loophole that because Miz wasn't the one who physically handed over the contract to the ref, it doesn't count. Even though I think Lita one time, Edge Cash did, she physically handed over the briefcase. Yeah, they never, yeah, they Again, never look at precedent. The, yeah. the rule book is a sketch pet, so yeah. change it as they please. So Miz pleaded with Adam Pierce, oh, I shouldn't count. And eventually, Pierce gave him the briefcase back. And then on the uh, December uh, 28th edition, of Raw, Miz was reinstated at Mr. as Mr. Money in the Bank, and then at Elimination Chamber 2021, Miz did cash in on Drew McIntyre. However, it took a, a beatdown from Bobby Lashley uh, that had to happen first before Miz mm-hmm. would cash in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Um, I wonder if the reason Otis won it is because it was a it was a basically a comedy film that they made. It could be, and they're like, hey, this has to have a madcap kind of ending. And and so and then they were like, yeah, we could take it off him later. I wonder if that was always the plan. Just like, hey, well, he's not going to be a cash in guy. He'll win it because it sort of fits with what we're doing with the money in the bank. Uh, uh, thing. I mean, that's an idea. I don't know. Yeah, be interesting to to, to see if that was the case. Um, yeah, uh, the, the thing is, like by this time, especially like Miz and Morrison were just they were they were a comedy act. Yeah. Again, I mean, it went based from the hands of one comedy act to the hands of another comedy act. 
and then Miz just held that uh, until that. There was actually that that decent episode of Raw, which was just Bobby Lashley's crowning moment. You know, where he was like yeah. chasing Miz, chasing Miz. Yeah. Miz kept on getting out of it, and then finally, eventually, the inevitable happened, and Bobby Lashley beat him for the title. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, but yeah, I don't know. It's funny because even after. Even after beat down from Bobby Lashley, I never believed that Miz would be able to beat Drew McIntyre because he was just booked into the ground. Yeah. Like everybody kicks out of his finisher yep. always. Yep. And Drew McIntyre was built up. And it just honestly breaks my heart so much when I see Drew McIntyre celebrating his title victory with nobody in attendance. It's and he never really got that back. I know. You know, it's I like know. I know he walked into Mania where there was fans as champion, but he lost it there. And um Wait, did he walk in a major? No, did he, did he lose did. it before that? Yeah, Lashley walked in. That's right. He didn't even get to win it. Yeah. Yeah, wow. Yeah, that's an absolute drag. Uh I hope I hope he gets that title again one day because Drew McIntyre really is phenomenal. He really he's, is. He's so good. He really is. And yeah, the Miz this this the, the the entire thing was just it was a mess. It was it an was absolute mess. mess. It was an absolute yeah. mess. You know, and I think I think to a degree, we're conditioned to think of at least good or great money of the bank cash-ins to be someone who's taking the next step, to go to the next level. You know? Yeah, right. Like, we, yeah. especially with, with, with Seth, with Dolph, mm-hmm. even RVD. Because yeah. I know he'd been in WWE for a good amount of time, but he was always kind of – they put him as intercontinental champion. He never really got an opportunity to really go much beyond that until he won the title from Cena. Oh, it's crazy. Even like five years before he won that title, he was the most popular yep. guy. If you go back to 2001, the most popular guy in the company. Yep. And then it took him till 2006. And they were going to run with him. I mean, he was going to have that WWE and ECW title mm-hmm. to help relaunch ECW. And then, of course, the drugs thing happened. Yeah. Yeah. But then when you see someone like The Miz, who has been there before already, and it wasn't that great the first time, and yeah, right. he's booked as losing wrestler. Mm-hmm, and they yeah. put the briefcase on. It's deflating, you know. I think I think us as wrestling fans want to be excited about Money in the Bank because it yeah, is right. a unique concept, mm-hmm. and it can be really exciting when oh, absolutely done yeah. correctly. But then they do that. Yeah, it's it's convoluted, and, and it and it and it devalues the briefcase. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it totally does. You can host the best backyard barbecue. When you find a professional on Angie to make your backyard the best around. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Inside to outside. Repairs to renovations. Get started on the Angie app or visit Angie.com today. You can do this when you Angie that. Uh, Let's move on. Number three. Three. Damien Sandow. Now, this happened in 2013. We kind of mentioned it earlier on before. Uh, and I don't know what happened with this guy because they gave him that great uh, intellectual savior of the masses gimmick. It was a really fun gimmick. He was a hell of a promo, a good wrestler. Mm-hmm. I don't know what happened here, but uh, but Vince seemed to – he had buyer's remorse with this guy because, as you mentioned here in your notes, the briefcase, the actual run with the briefcase was awful. Like – like you said, you wanted to be on somebody who can potentially be that next guy. Yeah. And if you're going to be the guy, you got to be a guy who's able to beat people. Well, yeah, here's the thing about Sandow when he got the briefcase. He didn't win a lot. I think he won no. one match in between winning wow. the briefcase and, and, and his failed cash-in against Cena. Mm-hmm. So he won in 2013 at the expense of his tag partner at the time. Steve, you know who that was? Adrenaline. In his soul. In my soul's tag partner was was Cody Cody Rhodes. And so then the two feuded after the pay-per-view. And at one point, Cody uh, threw the briefcase into the Gulf of Mexico. And that's when Sandow got that great, like, one made of leather. That was the highlight of this. Leather attache It was great. (laughs) It was the highlight of of Sandow's run as Mr. Money in the Bank, without a doubt. Mm -hmm. As mentioned, he lost a ton while he had the briefcase. Lost, like, every feud. So eventually he decides to cash in on John Cena October 28th, 2013 edition of Raw. Uh, Cena had just come back the night before at Hell in a Cell uh, from an arm injury. He -hmm. beat Alberto Del Rio to win the World Heavyweight title. And and, uh, 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 Sandow was like convinced. Oh, your arm still hurt. No person Mm -hmm. can recuperate from that injury in in two months time or whatever it was. 
forgetting this is John Cena, who's basically Wolverine yeah. when it ter- comes to healing. Yeah, by this time he had had a, a well-earned reputation for healing in an ungodly short amount of time. Exactly. And so uh, at first Sandow's like, yeah, I'm going to cash in, or maybe I won't tonight. And then he starts blasting Cena with the briefcase on his injured arm. He basically does everything you can do to, to destroy a person's arm. Slides against the ring post, throws him to the barricade, pins his arm against the ring steps, and hits it with a chair. Mm-hmm. He puts him in the ring, calls for a ref ca- to come down. He officially cashes in. He locks on a cross face, hits his finish. Cena kicks out. Yeah. And then at the end, Cena hits an AA with one arm. Mm-hmm. It was like ultimate lull Cena wins. Yeah, it was. To get yeah. the win. Yeah. It's funny, earlier when you mentioned that he didn't win a lot between his win and then this cash-in, he only won one match. It's not like he only had four. He had 13. 13 matches. He yeah. went 1-12. and 12. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's nuts. So was, I, I watched the his cash-in again, and in the middle of the match, the crowd's chanting, this is awesome, mm-hmm. when Sandow's wrecking Cena. Yeah, man. And then by the end... Boo. And of course, I know it's Cena at that time. That was kind of peak. John Cena sucks, you know? But man, just the chorus of boos after this match ended. Sandow has, and I'll put him even above because there's another guy who sort of reminds me. It's like, why didn't they do more with Bobby Roode? Sandow to me is above that. Sandow, that his charisma was off the charts. Mm Mm-hmm. And it's funny because he it's not like he went anywhere else. Like he was he was so perfect for WWE. Because everywhere else he went, when he was just like normal guy or whatever, he did some he actually did some he did like a Liberace gimmick in Impact, which yeah. was actually pretty damn good, yeah, yeah, where he wore yeah. like a nude colored suit. Yeah. Um so he did some he did some good stuff. But that Damian Sandow character, what he nailed. He really and did. And then and then later on, he nailed the stunt double for the Miz. I know. And then they put an end to that. So I, I don't know. And I've never read anything about, like, did he have attitude problems? Yeah, I, don't, I don't know. Did, yeah. was, he, was he difficult to work with? I mean, the guy lost. He went 1-12. and 12. He, was, he was willing to take the L's. Mm-hmm. Like, he, evidently, he was willing to do everything they wanted. So I don't know what the deal was here. I don't know either. But this guy could have been a, a, a big-time player. Huge. He could have been. Yeah. Could have been. Anyways, let's move on to another lull Cena win situation with number two. Two. Baron Corbin. Uh, so once again, uh, John Cena decided, nah, I don't think this guy is ready. Seemingly. Big time. Seemingly. Yep. Seemingly. Uh, so, yeah. So basically, when he got called up to main roster, of course, we all remember, made a pretty big splash out the gate. 2016 won the Andre Battle Royal at Mania 32. A little more than a year later, he won Money in the Bank. Uh, a couple months after that, he got into a feud with John Cena. And uh, it, it seemed like at that point, Vince had kind of soured on the lone wolf. I don't know what it was. Uh, I, you know, he's got, he had a good look. Uh, according to Meltzer, he just speculated that he just didn't have what Vince thought he needed in the ring. Well, I mean, I remember reporting on this at the time um, when we were doing Going in Raw Dailies. That uh, this, I think it was, yeah, Sports Illustrated's Justin Barrasso. This is what he had to say about it. Quote, I heard the kiss of death was Cena. Cena said that Corbin wasn't ready. I can't say any more right now. That's kind of what I'm working with. And, of course, there's also reports around the time that Corbin's push was halted because of uh, his, you know, he'd go after fans and, and other wrestlers on social so he, media. Yeah, his, his, his social media game was kind of crap. Yeah, um, and Barrasso said about that, quote, I don't think that was the issue. But then again, they kind of pick and choose who they defend in those cases. So... Mm-hmm. So there's two like iconic moments of this John Cena Baron Corbin feud. The first is on the August 15th uh, 2017 ed- edition of SmackDown where Jinder has a match against John Cena, Jinder's champion at the time mm-hmm. for the title. And then Corbin uh interjects himself in this match for some reason. Yeah. Uh, Cuz you think if you have a match scheduled with John Cena at SummerSlam, you'd want him to be WWE champion. Because yeah, then right. yeah, yeah, you have yeah. a championship match without having to cash in money at the bank. Mm-hmm. You know, if you, if you lose a match, bang, cash in, you can even win again. Anyways. Well, you can just get a DQ in the title match by yeah. beating the shit out of him with a chair. Yeah. He's down. Cash and then in. you cash in. Yeah. Yep. So he slides in uh, to break up the pin after Cena hits Ginger with the AA off the second rope. He blasts Cena with a briefcase. I will, nev- I will never forget this. He walks up the ramp, pauses. 
stares down at the briefcase, and then walks back to the ring to cash in on Jinder. So the bell rings for the match to begin. Cena, who is selling on the apron, stands up to distract Corbin. Corbin goes over, mm-hmm. takes a swing at him, and guess what? Mm-hmm. What's Baron Corbin's Achilles heel? The yeah, roll-up. The, roll up, the backwoods, yeah. Jinder rolls him up to get the win. And then mm-hmm. the following Sunday, we get Corbin versus Cena at SummerSlam. It's just 10 minutes of utter burial on Cena's part. Just embarrassing Corbin the entire yeah. time. Talking crap. Didn't he say at one point, these people don't care about you? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, because they were having a little face-off here. He's like, do you hear them? They don't care about you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, a couple weeks after the SummerSlam match, uh, PW Insider had a report that uh, offered up another reason why maybe Corbin's push came to a, a screeching halt. So apparently there was a talent meeting in early August of 2017 with WWE's head of the wellness policy, Dr. Joseph Maroon. According to PW Insider's report, Maroon was holding a meeting about a study done on deceased NFL players and CTE where uh, Maroon apparently, quote, downplayed the study as being concrete proof that anyone who played football will then develop CTE. Well, of course, Barry Corbin, he's a former football player, played in the NFL. Mm-hmm. So according to PW Insider, Corbin then cut off Maroon and challenged him on that assertion, leading to a scene which was described to PW Insider as awkward. Um, uh, apparently, Corbin argued that, quote, there would be some form of head trauma with every play as football helmets are always cracking against each other. Uh, during the exchange, Corbin noted that he is part of a concussion-related lawsuit against the NFL and said he, that he knew uh, Maroon was against CTE, leading to Maroon to state that his depiction in a film, the uh, film with uh, Will Smith called Concussion, mm-hmm. about yeah. that as incorrect. Yeah. Ugh. So, yeah, it seems like an awkward encounter there where, you know, man, but I don't know. You're talking about concussions and Baron Corbin seemed to have, look, we were obviously weren't there. Yes. But if the idea was uh, Dr. Maroon was downplaying, you know, the, the, the effects of playing football and CTE and a guy who literally played football and understood that stuff is standing up and saying, hey, I don't think that's right. I don't know. He shouldn't be punished for no, that, but it's WWE. You get, you get punished for sneezing. I know. I know. No, yeah, he well, should. That's they, if that's why his push came to an end, that's ridiculous. I mean, if it if it actually was, and yeah. I don't know, man. I, I it it might be the sort of situation where if he had played ball in every other aspect, they would have forgiven that his promo wasn't great and his wrestling wasn't. Great. I always appreciated Baron Corbin's wrestling because he was doing some things that you just didn't typically see. He had his couple moves that were kind of cool, like where he'd slide out and slide back in. Deep six is a great move. End of days is a great move. Yeah. Yeah, they are. And those always, those were always the staple of his stuff going back to NXT. And as we know, you don't need to be a great wrestler to have success in the WWE. Um, and his promos came along. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I thought I always I always liked that sort of metal look of his, and then he changed it to the shaved head and the friggin' waiter outfit. Um, but uh, but I, I always liked it. I thought he, I thought he was a cool looking guy. He had a good theme song. Uh, but you know I get it. If you don't have all the tools, if you're not inevitable in their eyes, then you're susceptible to being punished for some crazy shit. And maybe that was the same thing with Sandow. Maybe there was something, and maybe Sandow's talked about. It. I just missed it, but yeah. Um, yeah who knows? But yeah, that, that that's a bummer that you'd you'd get somebody whose career was so well. You can't really say derailed because Corbin's doing fine. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. Like he, he maybe he should have been WWE champion in a different timeline. But uh, I don't know if his run would have been all that great. Let's say if he cashed in and and they had him win that night. I don't know that his reign would have been all that great you know no I don't, I don't know if it would have either now i mean if he'd cashed in on gender probably not but if it was cena that he had cashed in on that's a little different because that's that's beating john cena you know it's a it's a it's a big foot forward yeah it's a big deal so yeah, yeah. who knows uh let's talk about the worst money in the bank cash in ever and this just happened about four years ago braun Strowman. oh wow so this was like just in the middle of all that Roman Brock and then Braun got thrown into it stuff. And um, he was booked like a complete and total dullard. He really was like an, an absolute, absolute idiot. idiot, just an entire yeah. idiot since the moment he won that briefcase till he eventually cashed in the, the low point of that besides the actual cash in events and how that match ended was when he tried to cash in on Brock Lesnar at SummerSlam oh, this 2018. Was, this was hilarious. So, so he, com- he comes up there, 
and he tries to cash in on Brock. So Brock grabs a briefcase from Braun, beats him with it, and then he chucks what a really impressive throw. He chucks it all the way up, and it just made all the way up to the stage, and it made Braun look like an absolute asshole. It really did. He looked like a damn fool. That whole exchange, and then it was it was a it almost impressive sleight of hand on WWE's part. So all that's happening with Brock and Braun. Brock turns around, eats a spear from Roman. Roman wins the title from Brock, and then they mm-hmm. they couldn't cut away from that show fast enough. <laughs> I think we get oh, one yeah. like arena shot, and they're they're off air. No yeah. celebration. They just couldn't wait to get yeah, that show off. At air. the time, at the time, they just wanted to put the title on Roman yep. and then deal with the crowd later. But they knew that crowd was going to shit all over. They that. did. They did. So then the following Raw, Braun turns heel because now he has to feud with the face champion, Roman Reigns. And so he tried to cash in on Roman that night. Guess how that went? He got powerbombed through the announce table because the Shield got back together. Yeah. yeah. And so uh, on the August 27th edition of Raw, he just says, you know what? I don't want to deal with the Shield. I'm going to cash in. I'm going to want the match at Hell in a Cell, in Hell in a Cell. He hands the briefcase to Constable Corbin. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, I believe for the first time, we have a no contest in a Hell in a Cell mm-hmm. match. So yeah. this match is overbooked. Um, you have you have uh, Seth and Dolph at one point climbing up the cage. They both go crashing through uh, the announce tables. Brock comes out, rips the door off the cage, mm-hmm. lays out both Braun and Roman. And and you watch the end of that, and there's the real. You can hear the realization on the crowd's part because Brock shows up and they everybody pops because yeah, destruction is about to happen. And then they come to the realization after Brock lays everybody out, and he just stands there like, "This is how it's going to end." Yeah, and yeah. and the excitement gets sucked out of the oh. venue, and you just hear the booze come in. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. This is yeah. how this is going to end, and I'm pretty sure that's they. They also try to qu- cut as quickly as they could from that. Yeah, yeah, dude, that was a that was an absolute mess. It, that was at the point where you just wonder what the hell was going on. You know, like what are they even doing mm-hmm. at this point? Because mm-hmm. you got this great monster in Braun Strowman. It became obvious around that time, maybe earlier than that. But well, maybe it was after he got the briefcase that they started to sour on Braun. They were like, yeah, no, he's going to transition pretty shortly after this to being celebrity guy. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, and yeah, but no, a no contest, a no contest at least doesn't finish. At least when the Seth, uh, uh, fiend hell in the cell match got thrown out, it's because Seth was basically trying to murder the fiend. Yeah. I understand why the ref would be like, okay, we got to stop this because someone could literally going to be a death. Yeah. could be a death here. I understand that. <laughs> yeah. Two people get laid out in hell in the cell and Brock just stands from there for a minute and walks out. You mm-hmm. know, people especially in the world of wrestling, they can recover pretty quickly. That <laughs> yeah, match could yeah. continue. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah, the match, yeah. Like, why couldn't there have been, the, the ref didn't do like a one, two, three, four. Exactly, standing 10 count, at least do that. Standing 10 count, yeah. But nope, none of that. It's just, hey, here's, you know, Raw rolls on. No, it doesn't. No, it doesn't. This is, a, this is hell in a cell. It's pay-per-view. People are paying money to watch this show. Right, exactly. Oh, man. Anyways, that's going to do it for this episode of Count Out. Let us know what your least favorite cash-ins for Money in the Bank are in the comments below. Thanks so much for watching. Check out one of these other videos on your screen right now. We will see you over there. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because you know if you own a home, It can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com.
The Angie's List you know and trust is now Angie, and we're so much more than just a list. We still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews, but now we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly. We can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish. So remember, Angie's List is now Angie, and we're here to get your job done right. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I, or download the app today.